everyone to the Outtakes Movie Podcast. I'm Sam and we're still going on our quest to go through every single movie ever made and objectively rank them best to worst of all time. I'm of course joined by our amazing team, Amelia. How's things? Hello, things are good. Nice. Joe, what's going on, man? Not much. Just Not much. You know. Same old, same old. Jacob, how's things? Um, things are good. I'm, I'm here too. Excellent, excellent. So this week, we are going to 2004 for Edgar Wright's Shaun of the Dead. I'm very, very excited. It's not culturally relevant at all. Um, <laughs> so, nice. so it was released on the 29th of March. I want to give you a, a little pop culture rundown, as we always do. And let me tell you guys, maybe it's just because we're now in the era of like when I was a kid, but there was more things in this list that I was like, holy shit, so oh, many okay. good songs. So st- I'm going to start really low. Okay. Number 32, scraping in. Hey Ya by Outkast. It was oh, wow. 32, Mad. right? Mad. So like we're going, we're going to go on a good run here, right? theoretically <laughs> number 28 <laughs> number 28 brand new in the charts somebody told me by the killers which is an all right wow. tune yeah mm-hmm. the thing is I, th- I think the killers are on like a one-man mission to be like the most like cringy like <laughs> rock band ever you know what i mean because like their songs like, are all okay six. but they make you kind of go kids kind of <laughs> yeah yeah that's fair enough yeah you don't want to you don't want to hear any of them before like the sixth pint you know after yeah. that it's fine <laughs> yeah, yeah i agree i'll give you that uh number 26 it had dropped quite a few places i think it had dropped from number 11 milkshake milkshake 2004 it's a good time guys good time guys number 12 was Fant- fountains of wayne with stacy's mom which is a song i frequently forget about it's probably the song that's single-handedly responsible for all this milf porn we have now number nine probably yeah uh number nine this is i think the worst song that just stood out to me because i was like oh no 2004 was uh peter andre mysterious girl oh wow brilliant song oh man we used to listen to that on the way from college what do you mean you say oh, uh, Killers is only after six. Mysterious Girls like after 12. Like, <laughs> yeah. Then that can come on. Yes, I'll agree with that. I will agree with that. Number four, it's Britney, bitch. Toxic. It just come wow. out. Oh my God, what a Another year. very appropriate song for the times. <laughs> and I, don't, I didn't list number one because it upset me actually that the song I've got as number two dropped from number one this week. And the number two song is cha-cha slide wow. <laughs> what <laughs> love it wait so what replaced that then did you have the one number one it was an usher song oh, it was just a, you know what i mean good. i didn't even bother like checking yeah. it um Bad. so yeah that was insane like all my childhood music was all coming out all at once and in the world of video games one day before the launch of Shaun of the dead you could have picked up, let's say you were into first-person shooters on the PC, Counter-Strike Condition Zero, expansions of the first game had just come out. You might have wanted a bit of something with a bit of action-adventure. The first Far Cry had just come out. Perhaps you wanted a big old JRPG to sink your teeth in. Final Fantasy XI had just come out. Or, if you were a loser, like me, you got Sonic Heroes. (laughs) 
Oh, that's nice. a cracking game. That's brilliant. <laughs> it is not. <laughs> I promise oh. you, it is not. <laughs> I'm probably going to confuse the different Sonic one. I mean, it's one of these where everyone I knew had it. And everyone I knew liked it, but it was all because we didn't know any better. It's not a good game. Fair enough. I think yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure even I had that. And I, like, played PlayStation where it was just, oh, bang, shoot, fly, whoosh, sort of level. Oh, my favorite game, bang, games. shoot, fly, whoosh. <laughs> <laughs> it's a shame they never made a sequel to that one. <laughs> oh, damn. That's, yeah, that's probably why I enjoyed Sonic Heroes, or thought I did. Yeah, maybe. Because it was a bit more... <laughs> bit more Back shoot flybush. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but regardless, in the cinemas, uh, the very first cinematic debut of the triple threat that is Simon Pegg, Nick Frost, and Edgar Wright was about to smash its way into cinemas. Well, I say smash, okay? I remember this being a big deal. Let's do... Let's do... I can't not introduce it the way you do, Jacob, because it's, it's fun. Yeah. If I tell you the budget... You guess the box office. So Shaun of the Dead, if you don't know it, was made for about $6 million, which is not a tremendous amount of money, really. It's not, no. Um, That's they, low. They don't but to need... me, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, on a personal <laughs> level. <laughs> I can only dream of seeing that much money. But um, yeah, for as far as our production, they don't need to do a lot, um, but they use that money well. Um, now, I can tell you all it made money. But does anyone want to take a stab at how much it made? Did it make money in its opening weekend? I don't even have the opening weekend number. I only have the box okay. office number. <clears throat> 52 mil. 52? What was the budget again? Six. I've right. I would have said around 50 or so, but I'm feeling more like it's maybe 40 odd. I have no memory of this film coming out because I was five, so I have no memory yeah, to base it on. Um, so I'm going to say... I feel like because I studied this so much in college, it was somewhere in my essay, but I forgot the number. I'm going <laughs> to say about 30. Uh, so you've all been very sensible, and Joe, you are spot on. It was somewhere at the back of your head. It made 30 million, yes. and that as a number shocked me a little bit. Just because I mean, it, it didn't obviously didn't lose any money, but I struggle to find people who have not seen this film, you know? And I realize yeah. that we're way in advance and it's been out on DVD and Blu-ray and even VHS. But like, it's weird to me to think of something that's a cultural touchstone, not doing like really well money-wise. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, no, I suppose. It feels a little I mean, bit odd. The thing it's based on, what Dawn of the Dead was what? To be fair, didn't the Dawn of the Dead remake come out this year as well? I'm sure I think that it came might out in 2004. And yeah. that didn't do too well either. I mean, granted, that wasn't good. But I know the thing that it's based on, it, it's like, what, the what, late 70s it came out? Something like that. So you're going to be getting people... The Romero movie. Yeah. And bear in mind, the thing that started the zombie thing was 28 Days Later, basically, which came out only two years before. So... You're not maybe you maybe haven't got that zombie craze. Maybe this is one of the things that helped start it. Maybe if it came out maybe yeah two three years after this, if if they did Hot Fuzz first and then this one, I reckon it would have done a bit more because yeah, then I you would have had that. Hot Fuzz. People would have liked the film because Hot Fuzz is a good film. And then at the same time, you've got Simon Pegg, 
um, Nick Frost and um, Edgar Wright all kind of in the first one. And then they come back for this one and everyone's into zombies at this minute as well because like mm. it wouldn't be long till The Walking Dead starts. Mm. I remember when I was in year six, everyone bloody loved zombies. You know what I mean? So I feel like it would have made more if it was the second one. But then yeah. I also I feel, I feel like I take it that the... I was going to say like I don't think they planned to make three originally. Yeah, but, I feel like Hot yeah. Fuzz is much easier to get into as a... Yeah. Oh, here's, here's this funny film that's like a crime drama buddy cop movie. We've had so yes, many of those. People yeah. are so familiar with it. It's a lot easier to hop on board one of those than a... This film's about zombies. Because they're cool, but I imagine there's a lot more people who would go, ah, no, give it a pass. Like if you're channel hopping yeah. and you go, yes. oh, this is a zombie movie, a lot of people would go, nah. Whereas if they jump onto like a police crime movie... Probably more likely to stick. I would with rather watch Hot Fuzz. Than Hot Fuzz. Hot Fuzz tomorrow. was the first one I saw, and I saw it with some Same. mates. And I think, yeah, it, it, it's because obviously the first two movies in, in this trilogy are specific points at you know little nudges at genre movies. What what they do simultaneously is take all the tropes of those genre movies and laugh at them while simultaneously making something that could be considered like the definitive version of that genre movie and trashy action by its very nature, is a lot more accessible. And that's obviously what Hot Fuzz was cribbing on mostly. Yeah. Um, whereas, yeah, even even now, even we've, we've kind of gone over this peak of like what I consider like a horror resurgence. You know, when, when it felt like you couldn't move for jump scare movies and stuff, like they were just everywhere. Yeah. Um, yeah. Zombies wasn't even really a big part of that either. No. It was kind of its own thing. It's Nick, more yeah. games and stuff. Yeah. Whole, I remember a lot of games came out. I feel that's why zombies aren't as big anymore. If I see something zombies now, I kind of roll my eyes at it. <laughs> yeah, I'm, like, I'm the same. Like, oh man, zombies again. Jesus, like, the only like, thing I don't There was like, what? There was, so that you have COD zombies. You had Red Dead did the uh, zombie expansion. That was really good as well. Which was really funny. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and then the other, there's loads more, but the one that stands out to me is like, what was, does it, has anyone heard of the, um, the stealth game sniper elite? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. they did the zombie. Th- it's, it's the, the one, thing, it's the they? one that's, yeah. Cause it's that, that game is really famous for being the one where you can snipe off Hitler's testicle and it like yeah. shows you yep. the x-ray of it, but they did like four zombie expander on games. Then they for, released them on. They released them as a full game on next gen as well, because that's yeah. how I played them. And I got like two, three missions in and realized every mission is exactly the same and I was bored of it. <laughs> and I was like, oh man. Strange they would choose like whenever you think zombie fighting off, you think like shotgun, chainsaw, like big Yeah, heavy, you don't think of a stealth away weapons. Not sniper. Like a sniper. Yeah. Yeah, no. Weird. That's weird. Like the, the other one I think of is um Left for Dead. Oh like yeah, of course, of course, Left 4 Dead. Left 4 Dead, no, right. I don't consider that to be a zombie game. I just that game for me is going to forever <laughs> be the best game. It is, it is a zombie game, obviously. Zach loves it. It's his favorite but as well. It's so, oh god, I can't express how much I love Left 4 Dead. Like me and my mate would literally sit and play that game for, like, you know, in a, in a time when we could play all night without getting tired. <laughs> we used to literally sit there, play it four hours like literally like we were like right we're gonna do this we play the camp we, we play the end bit over and over again until we could get it right and do it and oh, have you um have you got it on steam 
Because I, I do. Have, yes. Should we let's put, let's fucking play Left 4 Dead? Yeah, Done man, deal. Let's play Left 4 Dead. I'll I will install that, Left 4 Dead immediately oh, God, after I this show. It. It's so Holy good. It's already shit. installed on my computer. I love it so much. I play it just sometimes. <laughs> one or two. It's like, well, my I've got two, but it's got all cool. of the maps from one on there yeah. as well. So I've got basically both of them. So solid. Oh, all right, man, sweet. Yes. Let's talk about this fucking movie. <laughs> <laughs> I almost, I almost get a slight sense. Maybe I'm reading too much into it. That Joe. You're trying to skirt around talking about this movie. Now, we know that you've studied it. Yes. When you when I told you you had to watch it and when you did watch it, did any of it did you feel it like bouncing off your brain some desperate desire to not take any of it in? <laughs> so, right, the thing with this film is it, it was a similar thing with Vertigo when I watched that back. I was remembering all the stuff I was doing. But the difference is I can tolerate this a bit more now than I could back then. So like an example would be when we were in college, a subway opened across the road and we ate it basically every day for the whole year, which meant that when we finished college, I couldn't eat subway at all. I couldn't, couldn't do it. And then I had it six months later and it was nice again. Similar kind of thing with this. I hated it because I'd watched it so much, but now I've watched it again. I'm like, yeah, it still burns a bit, but you know, it's not as bad and as, you know, soul crushing as I remember it being when I was studying it. But. Well, that's good to hear. Road to yeah. recovery. That's good to hear. Yeah, true. So, I mean, obviously we normally take like a much more, um, you know, playful, comical look at the plot and stuff. So I thought it'd be fun to do a really deep analytical dive into <laughs> Shaun of the Dead. <laughs> God, no. <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> so we, it starts off with uh it's music directly from the original uh dawn of the dead and i mostly just honestly i said that mostly for a gag but i do want to quickly break down the opening scene i don't think it's worthwhile doing like the whole movie obviously it is if you want to really get academic on it there's tons for it but in yes. just this one scene you see a lot of what we're gonna be seeing throughout the whole movie as well it's just a re it's really well put together so it starts off with no horror elements at all. It's really mundane. It's really normal. It's personal human problems. It's Sean and Liz. They're in uh, the Winchester, the bar that we're going to see at the end of the movie. And they're just, just having relationship problems. You have this really clever little writing tick of they'll say something at each other in an argumentative way. And then Nick Frost, who's off frame, will sort of add to it comically by yelling cunt or something at a slot machine but it's kind of thematically yeah. it ties in it's really well done and as far as like actual shot composition so it starts off we, we open we're closed on sean we do a reverse to liz that opens up to show david and diane liz's uh flatmates who just seem to be tied on to the relationship they're always there neither of them really like sean but they're always always there and it ends with not really any clarity about where the relationship is going to go. It's probably closing off and the camera pulls back in and closes back on Sean. Um, there's also a really nice trick with the color palette where the only proper color in the room is coming from Liz. Uh, Sean's wearing like white. The only color he's wearing is red, which is obviously a sign of danger and a theme will come across the rest of the movie. And the entire Winchester is full of grays uh, and the extras are all wearing grays and it's a, a very, very muted color palette. And that's filmmaking. That's like, that's yeah. like, this movie sets you up straight away for like, 
it's using every single piece in the language of like cinema and, and how to immediately convey things about characters, relationship, plots, story arc, and setup. And it's really, really, really well done. And it's exactly this sort of talk that turns people off of film. Yeah. So I hope I you've enjoyed this so I've, far. I've had, to, <laughs> I've had to do all of this once. This is all flooding back to me. <laughs> It's just static down. in Joe's brain right now, which is not listening. Yeah. <laughs> but the, just... the the nice thing is, is I think be, because of these sorts of characters, and particularly because it being a comedy, it doesn't like bounce off of most viewers. Do you know what I mean? Like it's not, you're not gonna immediately absorb all of the intricate details, but it's not as like repulsive and repelling as like I think really old. Like when you think of like cinema from like the forties and fifties, I think most mainstream audiences it'll completely bounce off them because it's like you just have that blank canvas language of cinema, and any, anything that's tried to be comedic can sometimes fail because comedy is almost always like what like what is the opposite of timeless? What's what's the word that you would say is the opposite of timeless? Time so like a, like a. It was like timeless movie, like something that lasts forever, yeah, like a classic. Yeah. Like a one-hit wonder sort of thing, I guess. Oh, like, there is actually, a word for it. No, it's not that. That's, that's still timeless, isn't it? Um, yeah. It's, oh, you know what? Forgettable, I guess. Well, because the, th the thing that made me think about this was about three or four months ago, I re-watched, for the first time since I was a teenager, um, Monty Python's Life of Brian which is a film I really enjoyed when I first watched it as a teenager because I thought, oh, look at all these jokes about the church. Oh, how rude, you know? <laughs> you know, and now it feels very, it actually feels very tame and a lot of the jokes kind of fall really flat and even something that's really, really irreverent, at a certain point, it's gonna, I don't know, it's just going to hit audiences in a different way. So like anything yeah. that I think tried to be like back then, like a little bit different, it's still, you're still going to hit the same roadblock. And I think Shaun of the Dead's probably going to hit this roadblock at some point as well. But just not yet. Yeah, just yeah. not yet. I think it still works now, but maybe in another 20 years. It's like, it's like little things like you can see. Did we all see that thing that Simon Pregg and Nick Frost did recently? where they wanted to give yeah. the stay-at-home message, but they were reprising their roles. Yes. Yeah. Uh, which I thought was really good fun. And one of the things that stuck out to me is something I, I don't think they needed to explain while in it was they felt the need to explain the gay joke in the actual plan. You know, where, you know, is showing, you know, Sam's talking about how much what he wants to go after Liz and then Nick Frost goes, gay. <laughs> like, I, I yeah. think that joke in performance and writing actually comes across as what it is, which is supposed to be like schoolboy humor. How backwards and baffling it is that as a child, if you showed emotion, if you said, or if you're in primary school and you say, oh, I quite fancy her, someone will call you gay for it, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you <Yeah>. know? <laughs> so... I, I read that as what it was, but I feel like there's been this uh, time has moved on and they've been like, maybe, maybe we wouldn't have written that now. You know, you can already see a different movie, little things. We're not, the movie, I think the, the thing with a good comedy is that you were saying about being timeless. Yes, yeah, some of the jokes 
are eventually, you give it 20 to 30 years, it's not going to be as funny as it is when we first watched it. But I think the story will hold up. Even yes. Like, like, even now, you watch mm-hmm. it, what, set 2004? It's obviously set in 2004. It doesn't draw me, take me out of the story, though. The fact that they've got bloody flip phones and they're driving, like, bloody shitty cars and stuff from, like, 20 years ago. It just, I just... I, if anything, I don't see that it's 2000. I kind of, I don't notice it's 2004. Yeah. Unless the world considerably changes to a point where it's like fucking Blade Runner or something. <laughs> and it doesn't look like that anymore. <laughs> but like, you know, you go to a lot of places in London. I imagine a lot of places, not just in London, all over the country still look like that. So yeah, the story is not going to think. Everyone still goes to the pub. Everyone the story is really in, human as well. Yeah. Like um, everyone was complaining when they couldn't go to the pub because of quarantine. So it's not like anyone's going to stop going. <laughs> you know what I mean? So like the story itself, I don't. The main the difference story... is n- no one could actually go to a pub like that anymore. It'd have to be a Spoons or a Mystons or it would, you know. Yeah, yeah. fair enough. Oh, no, to be fair, there's a few near mine that are quite, uh, quite. Um... Oh crap! What's the pub called? Oh god, what's the pub called? Do you know what? Do you know what? Actually, what I don't. Know, I don't know if. The, uh, in Win- this. the Winchester. Yeah, in it, this yeah. it's called yeah, the Winchester. Yeah. yeah. Oh right, yeah, yeah Winchester. I, I didn't mean I didn't mean in real life. You're not gonna know what the pub near man's <laughs> called, are you? No, I mean the there pub was, in this, yeah. There was a pub I went to uh ages ago in Salford. I can't remember what it was called, right? But I remember I decided to take myself on a little trip, right? I was walking from my house to uh Smith's Smith's Toys, right? And on the way, I really needed a waz. I'd been walking for about two hours. And I was like, there's a pub just down the road here in Salford. I'll pop in and I'll I'll go to the toilet. The first thing that greets me was um, a sign that said, toilets for paying customers only. And I was like, okay, that's a bit... All right, go on, I'll do it. I'll buy a drink. So I go in and it's, it is like a proper like blokes, old timey pub, right? And there's this really tiny bar with this really big bartender in there. And I said, you know, my first, I looked around and he was like, yeah, all right. And I couldn't see a card machine. And I was like, nah, sure they've gone. I was like, do you take card? And he was like, nope. And I was like, where am I? (laughs) No, right. I mean, 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 1995. There's someone smoking over there. What the fuck is going on? (laughs) Nah, right. The pub near mine, the pub that my dad goes to, right? They don't take card. But like, if you ask them for, if you take card, they're like, card what do you mean card of course we that's, don't take yeah, card and that's basically like, what he did to me this is 2020 what do you mean they've just done like a reservation in this pub as well reservate no hold on they'd restart you know, yeah that's the one renovation they <laughs> restored the whole thing and it looks really it looks proper like a really nice pub but then you go in you're like oh can i pay on card no what i remember i told my dad that i went and he's like you tried to pay on card i was like yeah it's like Pfft. First mistake. It's like, what? What do you mean? Yeah. 2020. I don't have cash on me ever. Oh man. Well, that's it. Is I was like, I was like, I, I he told me I couldn't pay card, and I had like very little cash. So I just went in my wallet and I found like one pound coin, and I was like, what can I get with this? Like, just whatever, whatever drink I can buy with this, give me that. And he gave me like a really tiny little glass of coke. So. Yeah. 
Not bad for, you know, quid for a I suppose. Bit, I suppose. But yeah, no, it's weird. It was like a shot glass of Coke. Yeah, a little shot of Coke for a quid. <laughs> yeah, it was, re- it was really odd. Uh, so that's, but yeah, I suppose there is still pubs like that. And yeah, you're right. I think the story, it's a really, I think the reason it works is because it's a really human story. It, it takes you until like the last 15 minutes, really, for them to even try and put aside their petty little arguments and squabbles you know it's a really personal it's like they're not really all that concerned with the outbreak and i think i think that is probably going to make it stand out stand up over time but yeah yeah because comedy's weird it's like it's like how a lot of people complained when the force awakens came out people were like oh it's too it's too like jokey it's too comedy the star wars isn't like that but like star wars kind of was like that you know, yeah. a lot of these yeah. jokes are just falling flat now, but they, you know, they just tried to put a lot of humor in it. We yeah. watched that Empire of Dreams documentary on Disney Plus last night. It's like two hours long, so fair warning for you watch it. And they literally said, like the director of the second one, she was like, we wanted to make it funny. We wanted it to be more fun. Like, so yeah, literally. It yeah. Is. This is what interests me out about Star Wars fans, but that's definitely the conversation. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> that's a big conversation. <laughs> Um, so yeah, this, this movie is just, it's really, really good. Uh, so another thing that Edgar Wright employs a lot is constant, like, setup and payoff. Um, so, uh, you know, the, the, the it, we cut to, like, Sean's apartment and it's a fucking, it's a tip, it's a mess. Ed's playing Time Splitters 2, which is a game I do own, but I've never played, so maybe I should bang it on sometime. It looks fun. Um, and, you know, Sean goes out to the shops and this path that he takes, is the exact path that he's going to take as he's learning that the zombie outbreak is actually like occurring. Uh, it's really, yeah. really gone. The, the shots are kind of identical. App- I mean, apparently the one where it's all fucked and there is zombies was like the very first thing they shot, which isn't the first thing that I would shoot. Like, no, it seems yeah, wrong. Get the harder risky. ones out the way, I suppose. I guess. Get the harder shots out the way. Like what would be easier to know that you've got it's way messy as well, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Like, you want to, you want to start clean and then fuck it up and, me- and shoot that, surely. Yeah. That would, oh yeah, that is weird. Unless they were thinking they'd then just got to make it clean again afterwards. <laughs> I suppose that's, so. so. That's a good point. I, that, that's fair. Yeah, good point. Unless they got there and it was already an apocalypse when they got there because it's like <laughs> that I mean, dodgy part of London or something. <laughs> like, uh, but oh, yeah, so, so it's a lot of, it's a lot of like set up and payoff. Uh, that you see in the way that they shoot it and the way that they write it. You see a lot of uh, creative use of like imagery. So the, as the opening credits play, you see a lot of like zombie-esque imagery, but in normal things. So you have like seen people coming out of the club and they're all kind of stumbling and staggering in time. You know, like retail workers moving really, really slowly and in unison. And they use a lot of that kind yeah. of imagery. And then you have the direct callback to the original Day of the Dead where like Sean like stumbles into frame and he's yawn and it's it's all really really good stuff so yeah um using a lot of uh i think another one of the really big big things that is like set up and pay off that people te- seem to remember is you've got red on you yeah, um love that one yeah it's it's a weird thing that just stands out I, apparently they wanted the red to appear like on screen as he said that and then like this they built this whole contraption that he wore and then they just decided not to do that because what like it it would like on his shirt went as he said it which i don't think makes any sense i'm glad they didn't do that 
So wait, it was leaking on screen, like it was a practical effect. Like, yeah, unset. That's mad. Huh? Why? Yeah, exactly. Why? That's I don't so know why. Weird. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Um, so yeah, um, you meet Phil. Phil's in the video store, and you immediately get the sense that their relationship is not okay. It's Bill Nye. Bill Nye back from Dead Man's Chest from the previous week. He I is always forget he's in these amazing. Films. He's yeah, in all of them, he's he? in. He's the, there's a few of them. He's in no, all of them. He's, he's not in World's End. Is he not? No. no, no, he is. He is. He plays the voice of the alien thing at the end. Fuck, he does. Yeah, of yeah, course he, he does. does. He is. He's in all of them. I knew he was. He's in all of them. Yeah, yeah. Because he plays got... the constable or something, doesn't he? In the second one. In the second one, yeah. 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 You're beginning to make us all look bad. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> um. Yeah, he's. I've never seen him. Pull out a bad performance ever? No, Bill Nye. Bill. Like Bill, he can, he Bill can Nye. he can pull off. He was genuinely threatening to me as um, Davy Jones when I was a kid. Um, in Hitchhiker's Guide, he's absolutely fucking hilarious as um, Slarty Bite Fast. I love that movie. Yeah, <laughs> definitely see Hitchhiker's watch Hitchhiker's Guide at some point. Yeah, Bill Nye is fantastic. So yeah, him and him and Sean. He's he's Sean's like stepdad. They do not have a good relationship at all anyway um so the outbreak kind of happens like in the background of all the shots and i really like that you have like transitionary shots where someone will like run past a shop or you'll you'll see what's the one <laughs> where he's in the flower is it in the flower shop where there's that zombie trying just to eat the pigeons, man just eating pigeons. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's great and i i love that i love that idea that it's just like happening and people are oblivious to it and people are trying to well, ignore it uh, is, again like, that's not culturally relevant at all right now carry on joe <laughs> <laughs> no i was just gonna say like with things like this i feel like that's one of the things i liked about this when i first watched it was that i feel like that would happen especially with a zombie apocalypse because the thing that like you see people acting weird in a park or whatever, trying to chase a, a pigeon or whatever. That, that, that's not like, you know, I, I see that sometimes. I yeah, if you only catch it out the pigeon, corner of your yeah. eye, you wouldn't think yeah. anything of it. Yeah. Mm. Like, it's like something massive could be happening and half the population, no, I mean, not at the moment, obviously, because they're making a big deal about it, but <laughs> something massive could be happening and you wouldn't even know because people are just like on the phone or whatever, not even like look around. You're like, you just, I like the other week, not the other week, obviously, but at some point I was walking back. Actually, it was when I lived in the other house. I was walking to get the bus and I was just on my phone and I walked down this, one of the streets in Manchester, you know, perfectly empty street. And then as I turned around at the end of the street, I took my headphones out, heard a siren, I turned around. The entire street was all of a sudden filled with police. <laughs> and I turned around what? and I was like... When did that happen? I just walked down from there. Did I miss something? <laughs> I was completely oblivious to it. And it's things like that. And that's the thing in this film that I like is that he's just, he doesn't notice it, notice it at all. The world's just ending around him and he's just buying flat. Uh, he's just like buying flowers and he's like, eh. yeah, just, yeah. I, I feel like that's how it would be until I something think it's really real, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So until something it's nice considerable that it's not happened, a, um, yeah. Like, you know how a lot of other zombie films have, they show you the first zombie almost yeah. always and how the, how the outbreak begins. Like, oh, it's a zombie movie. 
But with this, you know exactly what you're getting into run, from yeah. the start. Yeah. So, like, the idea of that it's... You don't need to be told or shown it's a zombie movie. Look, here's what happens. They bite other people. You just know. Yeah. And they yeah. don't try and pretend like you don't know what a zombie is. Even that scene, like, like later on. Yes. Where he's looking out the letterbox and it's on oh, any zombies out there like don't call them that because <laughs> when do they ever get called zombies in zombie movies yeah well yeah, i love true. i love the um there's something there's something that um they said i, I watched the, the director's commentary and there's something they said that i i hadn't even really considered is that so when when the girl is in the garden which we'll get to in a little bit and she turns around they assume she's drunk you would like lodge in real life you know maybe she's got contact lenses in you know, there's like a, yeah. there's a bunch of like rational explanations you would throw out there before you reached, she's undead. <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, um, he's, he's buying, he's buying flowers. He's got a rush to Liz's. Uh, he, the, the flowers were originally for his mom, but he's got a rush to Liz's. He's got to try and save his relationship. And this is another bit of like, um, little camera work that I, th- I personally think is amazing. Uh, it's, it's really, really subtle. So he shows up at her door but we're shooting it like through the window and a door. So it's actually creating a four by three frame in a widescreen 16 by nine movie, which is really, really limiting Sean and keeping him isolated and keeping him on his own. It limits his available space. Uh, It's a really nice way to isolate a a character. Um, You know, they're not letting him in and he's like, right, well, I'll get him myself. They all look over to the window and they're ready for him to come up. And then he just buzzes again because he can't do it. It's great. Uh, and then it's that's it. It's, 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 they let him in. He tries to make amends. He can't do it. Uh, and they kick him out and you return to that four by three shot of him just having, the, you hear the door slam and it smash cuts to like he's outside. You return to the four by three shot and it pans forward, pushes forward. And because you get, you, you can see more through the window, it becomes a full 16 by, by nine frame. He's now got more freedom because he's now not in a relationship, but it's not what he wants. He's got more space to move, but it's a sad scene. And I think that's, that's really good camera work. That's, yeah. love it. He knows what he's doing. <laughs> that's something I just like, like about Edgar Wright and his style of movie making. I mean, we talked about it a bit in Baby Driver way back when, but like especially compare compare this to say like the shining which is another they use a lot of camera work and movement and framing to try and yeah. convey a story but in most of what edgar wright does it's much more obvious yeah like whether whether that's because I, I as you may or may not know know by now i don't study film i don't know a lot about the technicalities of stuff but in this it's very old like especially he makes it obvious and easy to see what's going on so the shots where they do the first shot of one thing and it's normal, then they do it again and it's all different. Or people have like assigned colours like in Baby Driver or it's just a lot more obvious and it makes it a lot more it makes the viewer seem smart. You feel smart whenever you twig something. Yeah. You're like, I yeah. get that, this is clever. Even though there's often movies that do cleverer shit, you're not just clever enough to see it. Like with the shining. I think I think as Edgar Wright, Edgar Wright's someone who so thoroughly immerses himself in like filmic language um that 
that those parts of filmmaking for him are the fun part, you know, are the things he really wants to do. It's, it's why he likes them in the first place. I follow him on Instagram and since this whole lockdown thing started, he's been posting like a big chunk of all the films he's been watching every single day. And there's always like six films that he's watching in, a, in, in any given yeah. day. And like none of them are any like newer than like 1970 or something. He's like just taking this as an opportunity to like, he's already done it and he's now he's re-immersing himself in this, in the history and language and all of cinema and you can tell that he just he loves it it doesn't really matter how good or bad a story is or anything it's it's just like this idea of conveying something through moving image is fascinating to him and he enjoys it and that i think comes through in such a it's such a way that yeah it doesn't feel like he's being like so obvious that he's bashing you over the head with it but it does feel obvious enough that anyone can see it i feel like we're currently at the stage where people, where academia doesn't want to admit it. But in another 20 years, I think people will more regularly study Edgar Wright. And they probably will get as pissed off as Joe did having to do it. <laughs> but it's, you know, because he's current now, so it doesn't feel like you should be current, like studying current films. But uh, the man's just good at it. Gets yeah. it. So, so yeah. I think, well, Sorry, go I think the, the reason we... We didn't even study him because he was Edgar Wright. We study him. We do, we studied this film because it was a British zombie film. That was the reason we studied it. Really? That was the it's reason. A weird yeah. reason. It is a weird reason. Yeah, we had to study. We were doing the thing we were studying was we had to. The essay was about British films and the genre that my just picked. Because, I mean, he didn't just pick the films. There was, like, a whole different variety of different films that he could have picked. And he picked zombies as the genre. Well, I wouldn't say genre, but the theme. And um, so we did this and 28 Days Later. And we had to compare them because they were two zombie films. And obviously one of them was a comedy and the other one not so much a comedy. So, but no, I mean... But you, know, you talk about Edgar Wright, though, you know what I mean? Naturally, it comes to thingy. And then the other one, what does he make 28 Days Later? Is it Danny, was it Danny Boyle who made 28 Days Later? Yes. It was, wasn't it? Yeah. They're two, like, now big English directors. And they both... I wouldn't say that either of them particularly make... They, they, you, don't, you wouldn't... See, I don't know. They make their own stuff, don't they? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Edgar Wright makes his stuff that he chooses he wants to make. And Danny Boyle kind of does the same. I can't... I can't remember what he made last. What was the last thing Danny Boyle made? <sighs> I, feel like I honestly don't know. Really recently, wasn't it? Was it? I know... I feel like it was either this year I, or last year. Something re last was thing, really recent. The last thing I remember was Trainspotting 2, which was 2017. God, I, I forgot really they liked. did a sequel to Trainspotting. I really like the sequel to Trainspotting. It's really good. Like, I really enjoy it. What's the thing? Should we have a look? He did 20, 120, yesterday. He did yesterday, that was it. That's that right. That thing about well, the yeah, Beatles yeah, yeah. don't exist. Yeah. Miss Saigon. Why is he doing that? There's, lots of, there's another really cool thing that Edgar does a lot, um, which I'm a fan of, which is tool-up sequences, but with really mundane things. So you see them do like a tool-up montage shot for making tea uh, or for brushing your teeth or having a piss, uh, for having a piss. yes anything i love it I, it's so good these whoosh, 
like zoom in little macro shots and really quick editing and they're really they're really really fun um and one for doing shots which is kind of where we are in the movie so ed ed uh meets uh sean at the winchester he's been dumped he's in tears he's wet through because of the rain and uh oh god what song comes on in the jukebox um, um oh if you need god. me now isn't it if you need me now that was I it i think it is yeah so that song comes up so Ed like goes into panic and he's like right get some shots in and then love this he proceeds to prophesize the whole movie so he's like here's what we're going to do tomorrow we're going to wake up we're going to do some bloody marys so bloody mary uh, there's a checkout girl called mary in their garden covered in blood in the morning um then we're going to go uh have a bite at the king's head um those zombies come off and bite uh bite phil's head bite phil in the neck and the head and everything then uh we're gonna stagger to the winchester much like zombies would and finally shots <laughs> it's great <laughs> so good that um, so good yeah so uh, it's we <laughs> they drunkenly like go home they have a little sing song with a zombie it's great um they're fucking djing at like four in the morning pissing off their roommate uh pete it's called pete uh pete, yeah. pete, pete comes down and has a massive fucking go and lobs a record out the um uh out the window uh and of course uh what, what's the line what's the line um something about the, the door being open it's great the door's fucking open of the door's course. fucking open yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah uh, we cut to the morning a bit hazy a bit hangovery. you know do you want anything from the shops mate Cornetto uh, off he goes off Sean goes to get a strawberry Cornetto he passes a fuck ton of zombies on his way <laughs> wrecked cars lampposts are knocked over there's blood on the fucking ice cream <laughs> on the fridge <laughs> So he sort of slips in the blood as well and just carries on like nothing's going on. He just doesn't text you what he slipped on. He's just looking at his phone or whatever he's doing. Uh, <laughs> comes home. And it's only when Ed's like watching the news that it's like, oh, there's something that's going on here. This is a bit weird. And then, you know, there's a girl in the garden. So, right. They realize she's a zombie when she falls back and impales herself. That's a great shot as well when she stands up and you can see, see their the, reaction yeah. through the hole. Um, so they, they go and they acquire weapons. So they get a mug, um, like a mug stand and a toaster. <laughs> and, you know, the lobbing. Oh, and I forgot to mention the, the other zombie comes in as well, the, the big guy. Uh, and nothing's working. But handy dandy, uh, Pete happened to chuck that record out last night. So let's try chucking records at them. And... <laughs> <laughs> they sort through all of Sean's old records and he tells them the ones that they can't throw because they're collector's items and <laughs> so, I love it so I love the disillusion of tension it's great doesn't he throw like the one of the Batman soundtracks Batman soundtracks yeah the Prince one yeah yeah, yeah. oh yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> the fact that the, the shed was behind them and it was always going to be behind them because they're, they're, they're trapped between the zombies between them and the shed or them and the house uh, it's point. them and them in the house because they've they've gone to the window, so they've come out yeah. the back door and yeah. So the fact that the shed was all behind them the whole time, but no, <laughs> let's throw things at them instead, and then sometimes they miss, sometimes they don't. 
that whole, um, that whole bit. Eventually, Phenomenal. Sean realizes exactly what you just said and goes <laughs> to get actual weaponry. Comes out with a shovel and a bat. They can't really hit the ones they stood in front of, so they try and take it over again. And I lose it every time listening to them fucking splat the zombies for just just a little bit too long. <laughs> it's because I love I, I do love that aspect of this movie as well. Is that a lot of zombie uh, uh, like media? has for whatever reason when you become a zombie your head becomes super fragile but that doesn't make yeah. any sense you know so no. this is actually a bit more like what it would be like to try and you know so get rid of someone's head yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so they they deal with the fact that they've just done a murder um and they, they watch the news again and, and, and jeffrey thomas is like is like so you have to either remove the head or destroy the brain i'll say that again remove the head or destroy the brain and then you know the advice is coming in absolutely stay inside lock your doors and stay inside again not bearing any current social climate no. situation <laughs> so of course sean ignores this because he's british and formulates a plan. I did the plan bit last week. I'm not going to do the plan bit this week. It's good fun. The plan is it to is. get mum, to kill Phil, to get Liz, to go to the Winchester. Wait for so, it to blow over? What? Wait for this to blow over? Oh, well, yeah, the, of course, of course. They've got to wait for the end. they got to wait for oh. this to blow over. I told you I'm not doing the bit. I, know, <laughs> I did the you, bit. You basically so did the bit. I don't have a plan. do that last night. Not last Honest. night. Last week. <laughs> Honestly, I couldn't so even good. walk for the rest of that night. Like, <laughs> 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 oh dear. Bad times. So yeah. That's what happens is is um they they, they go they go to they go to mum's first. It's the first time we see her. Sean's mum is played by Harriet Jones, Harriet Jones, former Prime Minister. Yeah. Um Oh wait, no, you missed the bit where they kill Pete. I love that bit. That, that, out of all the bits in the in this film. The bit where they're at the bottom of the stairs and he's just going, Pete. <laughs> and then Nick Frock just goes, Oi, prick! Because me and my mates used to do that all the time in college. Like, we would just be walking across the thing and you would just hear, Oi, prick! from the other side of the fucking thing in college. And you're like, Oh, God, who's that? All the time. He used to just quote, That's the only line in this whole film. Like, we used to quote Hot Fuzz lines all the time, but that's the one from this film that we always used to quote. Nice. Oh, so generic as well. Bit. It's like someone oh, shouts and you go, oh yeah, that, that, that's that line from Shaun well, of the, the Dead. the way they were saying it, you know, as soon as I heard it, I was like, all right, I wonder who that is. They're obviously talking to me. And it was a massive <laughs> thing as well. It wasn't small. Like they would have had to shout it loud. So what I think you might be coming to the realisation of is that they weren't quoting Shaun of the Dead at all. This is actually just, just what they thought of you. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. I used to say it to them as well. So it's all good. <laughs> it's all good. It's all, all, in, all in good fun. So yeah, of course, they, 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 they try and dispose of Pete. They would be unsuccessful. We'll find out later. And they go to, they go to, they go to Sean's mom's. And, um, I love the bit where she's making tea. So Sean goes to kill Phil and he's just sat in that chair and he starts to swing. He's like, Sean, <laughs> just turns around. Like, like, I'm, so, I'm sorry, Phil. Why? What have you done now? It's <laughs> <laughs> great. Um, so yeah, uh, they're, they're, treat, they're essentially treating it as if Phil's just got the flu and it's nothing to worry about. And we're just going to ignore this whole situation, um, <laughs> in order to try and convince, um, his mom that they should kill him. 
Sean says that Phil touched him and then immediately <laughs> retracts that lie. <laughs> um, when they finally get back out, uh, so Ed, Ed was supposed to be waiting in the car and he's like, accidentally crashed it. So now they have to take Philip's jag instead. So uh, <laughs> Phil's very, very, very against this. But they get in, they get the jag, stick the tape in. Ed's flirting with Sean's mom. It's a great time. So... <laughs> Um, yeah, so they're, they're driving off. They go to Liz's and again, uh, we go back to that, um, four by three shot. That's what we start on. And then we push forward again to learn that Sean is not alone this time. And there's a bunch of zombies coming right for him. They can't open the door because the zombies everywhere. So we look at the, the window again and he makes it. He's actually fucking climbed up, set up and pay off. Apparently the actual original audio for this um simon Pegg came over the window and went oh bollocks and they, <laughs> they cut that out and i think that's a shame oh what <laughs> yeah <laughs> i think that would work really well uh, so, so despite all logic sean manages to convince liz and david and i all to come um uh with them and wait no shit No, Phil's going to die soon, isn't he? Yes. He dies after this, he, yeah. He, he got yeah. bit before they got in the car at um, his mum's house. Yeah, yeah. Some, of the, some, of the, some of the scene kids from, uh, from the intro who are now zombies, like they bite his, they bite his neck off. So uh, Sean, and, Sean and Phil actually have like a bonding moment. They come to realise that they've both quite not tried as much as they might have needed to. And they just about mend their relationship as Phil turns and he's a full-on zombie. Yeah. So... They got leaving behind. Sean convinces his mom that oh, there's there's nothing left of him now. They ditch the jag, and uh, oh, what are they what are they gonna go? What are they gonna go now? There's there's nowhere for them to go. They're at the back, you know, through people's gardens. What's the matter? Never taken a shortcut before, <laughs> <laughs> and that's uh. like a moment in film history. Now that's like it's so instantly recognizable, and in a way, I'm surprised other things haven't cribbed on it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm. You, you get like, the homages to it in Hot Fuzz and um, World's End. Yeah. Where he does, really it does it very successfully, like flips over all of them. It's just very good. <laughs> each time as he ducks behind. And then... Isn't that oh, thingy? Nick Frost tries, tr- tries to do it and just falls through it. <laughs> yeah, he, he straight barrels into right the through. <laughs> and then in World's End, the whole fence falls down. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. It's great stuff. It's great stuff. So they, 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 they get through, but, um, Sean's mom sees someone she might recognize and this pajama zombie comes out. They're all chatting away. They suddenly realize Sean's mom's not there. So Sean does a front flip over the garden wall to, <laughs> to go and get his mom. <laughs> and, um, and the pajama zombie's out and how are they going to deal with him? How else? But with swing ball. And I love the yeah. way he tries to actually <laughs> hit him with the softball before realizing impaling is an option. Um, so yeah, they, they stab him up against the tree and uh, Sean's mum is a little bit shaken. And I think uh, she did a really good, uh, Penelope, that's, that's her name, the actress's name. She does a really, really good job from this sequence on of, uh, of something obviously being wrong, but desperately trying not to show it. Um, yeah. Really, really good performance from her. So yeah, um, 
After that, they bump into Jessica Hines' crew. Uh, this is really mostly a nod to Spaced, because uh, she was the co-star uh, for Simon Pegg in, in Spaced. So they're, they're old mates, and they've got this whole crew that's basically identical ones to our crew. Um, yeah. There's some nice little casting uh, matches. So yeah. you end up with Tim and Dawn from The Office, and Bernard and Fran from Black Books are kind of on opposite sides. That's really nice. And you even though these characters are so similar, essentially they represent the characters we would be following if this was a normal zombie film. Yeah. I really like that. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't it thing, isn't one of them Martin Freeman? Because he's the other one. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Martin Freeman, films, Tim from The he? Office, yeah. Because he's kind of like, he's... Mike, so it's Martin Freeman, Matt Lucas is there. There's a thing um, from Friday Night Dinner. What's her name? Oh. Tam, oh, the... Tamsin, Tam... Yeah. Something. Yeah. I forget it's her as well, yeah. She's in it. Tam, yeah, I know who you mean. She's in that episodes thing as well, isn't she? With the guy from Friends. Yes. Yeah, she's in that as well. Oh, man. Then I never uh, watched Space, though. Space is well good. I love Space. Yeah, I've, I've seen, I think, it's, the first half of the first season. Uh, and I did really like it. It's like, you didn't like it. No, I did really like it. I just, oh, do I like don't it. know why I stopped. I just, I've not, never got back to it's it. It's just Edgar Wright, the series, is all it is, really. <laughs> Isn't that what inspired this whole film? There was like that. Well, he made that, and then once they they all finished that, that's the reason he works with Simon Pegg and Nick Frost because both of them have worked with him in that. Yeah, and um, they made the three of them made that, and then they were like, "Do you want to make a film?" And they were like, "Yeah." Apparently, there's an episode of Space where it starts out where um, Simon Pegg's character's playing a zombie game. I think he's playing Resident Evil or something. But what they did was they had him playing it, like he'd been playing it so much that he was dreaming about it, and that's how the episode starts. Yeah. So it's him in Resident Evil, and it's while they were filming that that they got the idea for Shaun of the Dead, because they were like, we're going to make a whole film of this, and it's like Shaun of the Dead, but like it's our version of it. Kind of. That's where they got the idea while they were making space. So, so do, we, do we know, I might be misremembering this, but do we know how Simon Pegg and Nick Frost met? It's the, I, like the most yes. appropriate fucking I've story. I heard yeah. this on Top Gear when they did an interview together. I'm pretty sure it was where I heard this for some reason. Yeah. One of them did an impression of a Star Wars droid. Yeah. And the other I one was like, that's really cool. Yeah. And so they became friends. <laughs> so I think it was, I think it was Simon Pegg was doing stand up in a pub and Nick Frost was there and Nick Frost was like a struggling actor and he did a couple of Star Wars jokes in the, in the bit. And then after the show, he went to sat at the bar, and yeah, I think I think I think Nick Frost ended up doing an impression of a, of a droid because they'd done the Star Wars jokes, and then they bonded. Yeah, over yeah. Star Wars. Oh, that sounds like a film in itself. It does, doesn't it? The origin story of Nick Frost and Simon Pegg. Yeah. See, Simon Pegg. Simon Pegg's in quite a lot of stuff still. He's in I don't so see, much stuff. I don't see Nick Frost as much as I wish I did. He should he's be in really more. good as well. Honestly, he really he's good. so talented. Have you? Have, have, the answer's probably no here, and I don't blame you because I don't think it's a movie that tried to appeal to as many people as it should. Did anyone see Fighting with My Family? I didn't. No. I've heard it's good though. No. Is that the Stephen Merchant one? Is that the yeah the one with Dwayne Dwayne Johnson? Yeah. yeah so Stephen Merchant directed it. So it's about. It's weird because it's it's a weird film to make really because it's only going to appeal to a certain amount of people anyway and i don't think they made as much of an effort to market it so it's 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 yeah it's directed by steven merchant and it's produced by the rock 
And it's about a real women's wrestler in the WWE called Paige and how she got into wrestling growing up, what her whole family, because her whole family's into wrestling and the family are just a bunch of fucking carnies, basically, right? They're famously like <laughs> grifters and liars and like, it's, they're, they're a funny old bunch. And um, it's about her and it's about, it's about their family. And Nick Frost plays her dad and he's fantastic in it. He's really good. And the movie's only okay, but he is fucking awesome and i would actually recommend watching it on a chill afternoon just for him honestly really good he's just he's, he's good in attack the block as well small part in that but he's good yeah. in that. i can the one see with him just summon peg is a dad of someone but he's playing the dad who is the main character in the, the book boys. or something that's it, the boys. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, yeah. The Amazon show. Was in that. It's really, yeah, yeah. It, I enjoyed it. I it's forgot so Simon Pegg was in that. Oh my God. I've still really not seen that. that, you know. You'd, have, you'd just, enjoy it. Yeah, it's really, it is good. It is good. He's surprisingly talented and just is in everything. Well, not everything, but yeah. a lot of the, the good nerdy shit. He's, he's in that. Yeah. You can tell when he's really into something. Like, like Star Trek. The, the yeah. new Star Trek yeah. films, which I don't realize to begin with that he wrote the, did he write and direct or just write? He like wrote the third he one. Yeah. I think he helped write one of them, didn't he? Oh, yeah, so I don't think, JJ didn't not, write it, definitely. No, JJ wasn't involved in, at all in the third one, was he? No. He was, I think he was involved on like a minor level. I don't think he, I think he was a producer on it. He was still involved somehow. I'm sure he was. Hold on, let me check. I mean, I've heard pretty mixed things about that. But I've almost consistently heard that it's fun. Like, uh, even yeah. the people that weren't keen on it were like, well, it's not really Star Trek, but it was fun. Yeah, he was a producer on it, yeah. I mean, I went to watch the third one in... Um, thingy. I went to watch the third one in the cinema, and yeah, it's, yeah, it's all right. Yeah, it's not bad. I quite enjoyed it. It's it's not as good as the first two. Sorry. Oh. Did you like Into Darkness? Well, I mean, I'm not a Star Trek fan, so I enjoyed it as a film. <sighs> no, <laughs> no, what? it's really, it's Joe. no, it's not, it's not good as a film though. It's oh, awful. Yeah. <laughs> Is that the second one? That's the second yeah. one with Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah. Yeah, it's not terrible. I've yes, only watched it, it once. <laughs> it's boring. I couldn't I, tell I you. I preferred any... the third one over that one. The third one was much. Maybe budget, I'm remembering I it wrong then. I couldn't tell you a single. I thing do. That I do like the first film. one. I do like the two thousand and. I like the first one. I've seen the first one, one a few times. Yeah. That's the one with the time travel and shit, isn't it? Where they yeah. go back on. Do you know? Do you know what I kind of love about that? Is like Star Trek is quite an alienating brand anyway, because it's because it's not remembered as because it, well, it's not an action adventure show. It is. It is a more harder sci-fi, and it's more about political and race discussions and, and and it's it's quite interesting it's quite thoughtful but obviously it reaches a smaller audience so they marketed that movie as being kind of the big fun action adventure version of star trek that anyone could get into and then they doubled down on the sci-fi bollocks yeah. <laughs> like i love yeah. the balls of them for that <laughs> like i really do see i'm looking at pictures from into darkness and i don't remember this one i have definitely seen it but I couldn't tell you anything that happens in it. There's a the, the poster is the Enterprise crashing, and I don't remember that happening in the film. That's, I, that I'm, happens in every film. I swear, yeah, true. It, it does happen in the the third one. That's the whole point, isn't the third one? I thought that was the poster for the third one, honestly. That's kind of the thing with those two, I guess. I'm pretty sure it crashes. Yeah. It crashes. It crashes in all of them. Isn't the third one the one with Edris Alba as the bad guy? It is, isn't it? Plays Maybe. the. I think yeah. he plays. 
I don't know. I can't remember. It was cool. I enjoyed it. Maybe I maybe I didn't enjoy this. I mean, you know what? I don't know. Star Trek. <laughs> I'm not a Star Trek fan, so I don't know. Are we are we at the point potentially? Because so all three of these guys. I mean, obviously Nick Frost stars in in all these Cornetto trilogy movies, but he's much less involved in actual writing and production. It's like they're all three of them written by Simon and Edgar, but it still it still feels like a bit of a threesome, you know. Uh, part you know, <laughs> gonna use that word without <laughs> without, <laughs> without popular yeah. meanings. Yeah. Um, are we now at the point? I think we've always been at the point, really, where we'd like to see another. I would film I would. from them three. Yeah. Like, well, I I always thought Paul was the third yeah, one I in thought this Paul trilogy was when it first came ages. out. But then, well, only because it had those two in it, and it was funny, yeah. and it was. But uh, I mean, that's a good movie as well. It is. I I enjoy it, but it's not the same as if Edgar Wright had done it. Yeah. Not yeah. at all, but it's still... I preferred it because of, of, if you're going to make an alien movie with those two in it, I'd rather they made Paul than The World's End. Yeah. But The World's End is very much more yeah. Simon Pegg... No, not Simon Pegg. Edgar Wright. I didn't... I mean, The World's was. End, out of the three of them, even depending on how much, you know, I, I, out of the three of them, I think I like The World's End the least. Still, I, yeah, I enjoy it. I watch it, but... It's not as good as the first two. I'll I'll say this. I have found that the world's end gets better every single time I watch it. But yeah. like, whereas the other ones are just kind of like, oh yeah, that is as good as I remember. But it's the one that when I think about them like firsthand, yeah, I'm the same. It's the one that if I if I was to instinctively rank them, it would be the last one. Yeah, yeah. See, the thing with Paul is, I always thought. The first, the the the, the three, um, Shaun of the Dead, out, um, Hot Fuzz, and at, uh, at World's End. No, at World's End's bloody the Pirates of the Caribbean one. No, the <laughs> the World's End. The World's End. Um, out of the three of them, they're obviously British films, aren't they? They obviously have American people, you know, influences, marriage, whatever. But the British films, the film yes. in England, British actors, British everything. Yeah. Um, was Paul? I find that Paul is America's version of those films. That's fair. So if they were made in America, they would be like Paul. Paul is yeah, yeah just America's version of it kind of thing. Um, and, I mean, it's it's not as stylish as... Um, That's the word I'm looking for. Yeah. yeah. Edgar Wright makes very stylish. Edgar Wright makes it a lot more stylish, and it's very Edgar Wright, whereas Paul, it's more of a traditional style film with more traditional yeah. shots and yeah. but it's still good though i enjoy paul I, I watch paul every once in a while like people hate seth rogan but he, he can, he's he good can, as that character he can do like, some funny stuff I, I get that the character basically is just seth rogan but like oh yeah yeah it is yeah you know what i mean it, it kind of works when you put a, like a gray alien over it like yeah. it becomes comical i love the bit in that where fucking sigourney weaver just shows up just shows up right at the thingy. end it's <laughs> fucking crush oh. thing. Oh man, what a film! What a film! And the guy who plays Boyles in it as well. I always forget that from Brooklyn Nine. Yeah, I playing the same character it. essentially. Yeah. It's just Charles <laughs> Boyle in that as well. Yeah, yeah, it's Lots. mad. I always forget this. Oh man, Bill Hader as well. Ah, what a film! I might watch it again at some point. Right, go on, show on the day. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're good. And uh, yeah, uh, I think I think the, the 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 demand for this group of people never went away. But I'd like to see it again. But you know. The, that is entirely based on what they want to do. Like, I don't want to see them half-ass a movie because there's, like, demand for it. 
Yeah. I'd rather I'd rather there be like no demand for it and they say, fuck you, this is what we're doing because they're That's actually what we're making. invested in it, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um so yeah. Where the hell were we? We were Phil is dead. Yeah, yeah, they, they, they've done the they've done the, the garden jumpy thing. And uh um Sean goes over to check if the coast of the uh Winchester is clear. Oh, is it clear? No. Oh, How no. many? Lots. <laughs> 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 we pan up and there's just this ridiculous amount of zombies everywhere uh apparently they'd got in like all the extras that they'd hired and they did all the makeup and everything and then local residents from around were just interested in seeing because there's already quite a lot of people there seeing the production and they started asking the crew like can we can we be a zombie <laughs> so the reason there's so goddamn many of them is because local residents just wanted to like little ki- like local kids and things like that just wanted to that's amazing and all that you know Evolve. if you just keep the camera uh-huh. quite far away from them and they just do little m- movements it's fine so they didn't Brilliant. have any makeup or anything they just got involved nah. or not yeah they just got involved that's, that's awesome. pretty that's sick quite fun. you put the, I like that you put the makeup ones at the front where you can see stick everyone else exactly. in the back there you go side that's a lot of that's that's pretty sick that's yes, why you feel like a money saver as well. That yes, and that because I don't, I don't think because there was. Sorry, go on, Joe. I told, told you. Just that. saying. No, I was just saying that's why you film residential areas, isn't it? Get everyone yeah. involved. <laughs> knock on people's doors. Like, I do. I mean, <laughs> apparently, cause they did. Re- they did run into problems with this. So the flower shop scene we talked about earlier is they were obstructing like a pathway where they, they had like angry bypassers wanting to go to like the shops and get a newspaper and have like a coffee and stuff, <laughs> and they couldn't, and they were getting angry and, and restless. But for things like this, yeah, people people wanted to get involved, and and, and I think that's yeah. really cool. And it, and and. Because CGI was used in this movie a little bit, like uh, some of the vinyl records that get thrown, the ones that go quite close to the heads and stuff, they are CGI instead of uh, practical. Uh, and you have like CGI blood and everything. But I don't think any was used on that big shot there because, you know, wow. there was enough people to get involved. And That's cool. Yeah, I think that's awesome. I like so, how, like, sorry, I've just realized sorry, on. one, one last thing. Yeah, yeah. About this shot. So, like, when you have a horde of zombies, like World War Z or World War Z, yeah. The zombies in that, when they have a horde, it's, they're fucking everywhere. Like, there's not a yeah. single bit of space where you can see the road or the walls or anything behind them. But I feel like that would have been too much to have something like that in this movie. Yeah. So when he looks up yeah. and he says there's lots, you go, that is lots and that is a threat, but it's not big Hollywood CGI zombies everywhere. Yeah. yeah. And I, I, think I, it, I liked that. I think it added to the movie rather than... It's relative, isn't it? Because if you if you want to like do like a zombie action movie and you want to give all your characters like shotties and machine guns and stuff, you want like a ridiculous wave of zombies. But if yeah. you're having just regular people, then yeah, this is this is plenty enough. This is way more yeah, than enough. I, I, I think it works rather than going overboard and crazy on it. Yeah. Uh, so how are they going to bypass it? Well, uh, Dom from The Office has a, a Amdram skills. <laughs> limber up and do some impressions of zombies to get past. Uh, how, how would we all have third, do you reckon? Ooh, can well. we do Don't good zombie? Do zombie can we do it? Can you do it? <laughs> Don't make us do it. Don't, I didn't sign up for this. <laughs> Denied. <laughs> <laughs> well, Sorry. in that case, in that case, you'd have probably been eaten. Jacob's been eaten, guys. Oh, oh no. he just wouldn't one, do it. One less, just one one less person, I suppose. It's all good. <laughs> one less person to feed. So they they do it. They do comically uh, pretty bad zombie impressions, but it gets them by. It gets them all the way to the door until uh, 
uh, the person who Nick Frost has been texting the entire way that they've been out and about suddenly gives him a ring and he's like hey how you doing man and he just starts fucking attracting everyone Sean knocks the phone out of the way there's a massive argument and they look around and all the zombies are just staring at them which I think is a great little bit of comic it doesn't make any sense why they'd fucking stop and wait <laughs> no. for them to have like finish their argument <laughs> but they're like, so they panic uh, David grabs a, a bin chucks it through the window so they can all get in and Sean actually has like a hero moment after all this uh, he finally mans up and he and he stands up and he attracts them all and uh, and runs away. So there they are. They're, they're, they're in the Winchester. Sean's plan has come to fruition. And so far, it's only possibly cost them two of their lives. <laughs> so you know, a good plan there, Sean. So um, they're waiting about. And, you know, you know, David's saying like good riddance sort of thing. But here he comes. Sean's, Sean's done it. He's made, made a big heroic comeback. Liz and Ed both look at him lustfully as he as he walks in. They're like, oh, he's back. Our boy is back. Oh, how do you how do you how do you you know get rid of them? Oh, they're just slow. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. This isn't going to come back to bite us anyway. So you know, come back to bite us. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> so he says, yeah, he says the quote from like the beer mat and stuff, and they're all looking at him heroically and like, well, what, what 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 are we going to do now? And we smash cut to. Yeah, but it's it's gone dark and they've just got beer bottles everywhere and the plan legitimately is just to sit in an empty pub they try and get the TV on um, and it's great it's such a mundane way to enter like the third act like it's like movies do not do this it's all about like rising action yeah. and we do have rising action and this movie just goes ah! no <laughs> <laughs> no no now it's about getting the TV on so he goes to like, you know, the mains boards and he's flicking switches and the cellar door like lights up and there's like a hundred fucking zombies in there. <laughs> he just flicks it back and ignores it. <laughs> um, but it's worked. The, the electric's back on and uh, Ed wins at the slots. He loves it and he shouts. And the, I, this is something nice. I love how there's sound effects that Edgar likes to reuse. So the, the sound effects from the slots, that is the legitimate sound that slot made. The da -da 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 -da. And that gets reused again in Hot Fuzz when they have the shootout in the pub. It's it's Oh, okay. Yeah, oh, it's Oh, yeah. It's a nice use Don't of they use it in the third one as well? I'm sure they use it in the third one as it well. It must be there somewhere, there's yeah. There's a pub. There's pub. There's plenty of pubs. There <laughs> <has to be laughs> pubs in that I film. mean, yeah. the, um, the King's Head, the, one of the pubs that Ed mentions, that is one of the pubs in The World's End as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Um, but that, that attracts all the fucking zombies and they're all scraping at the, um, the windows and stuff. It's, it's a great effect as well with that, with the shadows. It works, it's really well. Yeah. Um, we've finally gotten to the stage where Sean's mom is turning. She can't lie about it anymore. And it's, it's all going down. And we kind of have this moment of, you keep the, um, the hilarity of it, but like it's, there's, there's like one big joke bit left. And I think everything else in this movie until the very end is like, it's very dark, very quickly. So, so the yeah. big joke bit is all the zombies start like uh, trying to come in and uh, the music goes off and Don't Stop Me Now starts playing and that, that attracts John, the, the, the landlord, and he comes in and they beat him to death with pool cues. In time. In time with the music. So good. 
Uh, and uh, do you know what? I love, you see these little things. Because oh, obviously, do, doing that scene will have been what made him want to do Baby Driver. And you yeah. do that whole gimmick well, they, for like a movie. I watched a thing about how they filmed that. And um, while they were filming, they couldn't have the actual music playing while they were doing yeah. it. Because it would, you know, they needed the clean audio. But so they had um, earpieces in with the music playing. as they, So they, they obviously like rehearsed it so they could do it in time with the music. But they all had like earpieces in with the music playing so that they could do it to what, like to the music. But, like deep. if you imagine that without the music, it's just a bunch of people going... <laughs> Hitting some old man with some pill cues. Um, it's great as well, isn't it? Because it, yeah. he just he just hunches up like you <laughs> yeah. might, like you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, it's such it's great comic imagery. But yeah, it's the things things go crazy. They deal with they deal with John. They they throw him into the jukebox, and um, more zombies are coming in, and it's all a bit hectic. And eventually, in the chaos, the gun goes off, and they realize, holy shit, it is. A, you know, Ed's like, I fucking told you, it's a real gun. <laughs> And what's the debate they have earlier about dogs, dogs can can't look up. up? Yeah, dogs can look up. <laughs> <laughs> so, so they get the gun, but they all collectively realize that even though they play FPSs, they wouldn't be able to use a real gun. So Sean becomes this like four man turret, essentially. They like <laughs> spin him around and aim him. <laughs> it's great. He misses like four shots, but then gets like a, like a really good headshot. The, blood fucking explodes in the back it's a great shot but yeah like we say um that's like one of the last like really major things that's like comic and funny as sean's mom like properly goes and he she confesses to uh, uh to him that that it's over and there's david with the gun you said it yourself you said it earlier about phil it's not it's not your mom anymore come on we got to deal with her and Simon Pegg does a really good, like, emotional performance. He's breaking down, he's crying, his voice is cracking, desperately trying to save his mom. But again, it's a quite comical standoff. So Sean's got a glass to David's neck. Ed's got a glass to David's neck. But then um, Diane realizes that she's got a supportive boyfriend. So Ed smashes another glass and gives that one to Diane so she can hold it against Sean's neck. <laughs> um, and while they're arguing and, and it's, it's getting more hectic, Liz eventually breaks it up. But um, that's it. Sean's mom's turned and she rises in the background of the shot and she's properly gone. And it's up to Sean to take the shot, which when I first watched it, like that, that is probably the bit in this movie that actually legitimately scared me. That felt like a real horror. The idea of like shooting your own mom in the head. That's fucking dark, man. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Boy, they didn't even up with kill those Phil ideas. in the end, did they? Phil, no, they, they just they, left, they, him, they the left car, him in the car. It's this really uh, intense thing and he eventually does it, but David's still not got any class and fucking has a little jab at him. Sean turns around and punches him one. Apparently, when they um, showed this film in America for the first time, they showed it off at a festival, they actually had a really... Um, lively crowd who cheered when sean punched <laughs> david in the face yeah. um which i think is i think it's grateful because you wouldn't you, you just wouldn't get that in british cinemas you know the closest i've no. been was people cheering when the star wars logo came on for the force awakens that, yeah. like yeah, people were so excited about that yeah but other than that you know people some people in my cinema tried to start clapping an end game when people were coming through the portals and then by like 
like Black Panther's like what the second or third one and a little bit after that everyone collectively realised that this is stupid (laughs) you know we're just gonna watch the movie yeah the one I I love the most is when you get like an audible gasp across the whole cinema when something happens that's good clapping is and wooing get that shit out of here but when you hear everyone just go (gasps) yeah I got one of those when um, we watched Joker for the first time that bit at the end where he oh the yeah. Gets what he fucking deserves. He, um, everyone like I, the the woman in front of me. I heard quite a lot of stories of people like, gasping at that. I mean, it's yeah. edited well. It's very it quick. happened, and the woman went like that at the back <laughs> of the chair. I like she she did it as the gunshot went off, and like I was just watching it, and then like right at the front of me, it was IMAX as well, so massive screen. I was just watching it like that, and then the corner thing, I just hear what feel like because I had like my feet on the the chair not, not, not in a rude way at the bottom you know I was being respectful but I just felt my foot just go like into, in, into my chest I was like what just happened and she was like all shocked I was like oh my god chill out she scared me more because of the thing going on Christ calm down well, I mean, maybe was, she uh, was actually just trying to get your feet off the back. Maybe this was, maybe, like, yeah. you know, it's, it's, she's, she's she been sat the there for movie. two hours forward and she's like, fuck this guy. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Throws me across the room. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's, it's, it's, um, he, he decks, he decks David. David goes to fucking shoot Sean, but they've used the last bullet. And everyone kind of has to have this moment of realization that, oh my God, he was, he was going to actually fucking kill him. Oh my God. And David's even shocked himself and so he backs off towards the, the window and all the zombies come through and grab him and pull him into the horde and pull all of his guts oh, out. It's, yeah. so, it's, oh, it's brilliant. Isn't it? It's, it's, I think it works because even though it's a zombie movie, they've paced themselves on gore very well. Aside from like the blood from headshots, you know, it's that's the first time it properly gets ridiculous. You know, if you'd been seeing that for the whole two hour runtime, you'd have no effect. But it's the first time it happens and you're like, oh my God, oh my God, that's all of his insides. And then his legs come off and his head gets pulled off. His head's ripped off. Yeah. And I love the little Diane runs runs off into the, the horde of zombies with his leg and starts trying to use it as a weapon. (laughs) (laughs) So now we're down to three. Uh, Pete's shown up. He's still butt naked because he was in the shower. (laughs) 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 Oh, fuck a doodle do. And uh, Pete and uh, the landlord's wife bite into Ed. Um, uh, Ed earlier was like making Molotov cocktails. They try and use them. The whole bar is fucking going on fire. Really, really nice shot of um, just after Sean and Liz have jumped over the bar, you get a really nice wide of them lying against the fridge and there's like a hundred zombies all climbing after them. Yeah. It's only there for like a second, but it's really, really good. Ed eventually uh, joins them and they go into the cellar uh, and Sean can't figure out how to get the cellar door open to get out. So it's like, right, we're fucked. And again, I'm really like, it's quite comically written, but another really somber scene where they all just sit there and they're like, right, we're just going to have to got a couple bullets left so who's gonna shoot who we've got to shoot each other we're not gonna be zombies it's like, it's like yeah. oh, I, I can't do it i'll just cock it up like since so sean's like so uh you <laughs> me <laughs> it's great <laughs> um, um and they have one last cigarette 
and uh, the lighter shows them that, oh my God, there's elevator controls, we can actually get out. So they give the uh, the gun to Ed, like a sort of saving glory. Uh, they have one last emotional scene where Ed lets out one last fart. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll, start, Wait, I'll stop doing them when you stop it, laughing doesn't he do a line. thing where he apologises first before he smells yeah, it yeah yeah sorry Sean I He's do like, no it's okay time. no <laughs> sorry I, Sean I do that to Bethley all the time <laughs> <laughs> oh that's amazing <laughs> good thing where like, I say sorry and then no it's fine doesn't matter <laughs> <laughs> so yeah they um they ascend and uh, jessica hines is back she's got the army all of her crew are like safe because she's done the sensible thing and uh it's a big action thing to sort of deal with it and then we cut six months later and i i fucking adore this so much so it's six months later zombies are on obstacle courses <laughs> zombies are on trisha like <laughs> it's so good but this is it this is what this is what the british television industry would fucking yeah. do like especially so back good. then as well yes it's great and um yeah and, and sean and liz are living together they're in sean's old house but it's all nice and tidy now and uh and sean goes into the shed and there's ed he's living there they've chained him up but he can still play video games together and i think that's really really nice really sweet yeah little ending weren't they gonna do a sequel to this as well plans exist i'm pretty sure yeah because in thingy don't they there's um in into the spider-verse um when he goes to the alternate universe one of the posters in times square is for the sequel for this film is you it can spot yeah yeah so it's called it what was it called it was called um i'm gonna have to look because now you can yeah the poster it for it pun about vampires i'm sure they were gonna put vampires it was, in it yeah it was oh, um, it's from dusk till sean yeah That's that was it, it yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Dusk till sean yeah and the poster for it's in the background when he goes to times square in the alternate universe in that film see this is really weird isn't it because so sean of the dead's one of the most beloved films in this Yee. trilogy um we found it yeah there that's it, is, it. oh sweet yeah because it's him as a zombie in the poster as well, yeah. Yeah, he, um, he got he got he got Edgar Wright's permission to do it, and he said, "Yeah, that's fine." Yeah, that is really cool. Yeah, because because it's one of these where this this movie is really beloved. I don't think it's my favorite in the trilogy. I think Hot Fuzz is still my favorite. Yeah, my favorite. But it's Hot really Fuzz. it's really really beloved, and it's easy to see why. Um, and uh, yeah, plans did exist, and and they 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 at least wrote some stuff down, even if it was only in note form. Um. But the legacy of Shaun of the Dead is really odd because, yeah, you, you see so things like that, little Easter eggs, and, and Egg is always happy to have things like that happen. One of the weirdest things I've ever seen is Shaun and Ed cameo in an episode of Phineas and Ferb. What? Do they? <laughs> Mad. I'm rewatching that on Disney Plus at the minute. Yes, uh, it, was, it was quite late on. It's when they started doing like the little crossovers with the Avengers and stuff, and one of them... Simon Pegg and Nick Frost reprised their roles to cameo. Emilia's just found it, clearly. <laughs> oh what? Isn't that the strangest crossover <laughs> <That's bizarre>. ever? <laughs> like, that, that is... The target audience of Phineas and Ferb could not be further away from the target <laughs> audience of this. Wow. And yet there they are. That's crazy. Um... 
so it's a weird legacy. I think, I feel like if From Dusk Till Sean or any other idea they might want to do was to be announced like tomorrow, there would be an unbelievable amount of hype around it. Oh, yeah. You know, I think yeah. people want to see these people work together again. But if that was it out of all of them, it's that I think that's the one that's probably going to get the most hype and excitement. And um, yeah. I, I, yeah, I'd like to see it. I think whatever they want to do, it's going to be fun. So yeah, that was Shaun of the Dead. What we're going to do is we're going to go around in a circle and we're going to give any final thoughts we have on the movie and we're each going to give it a score out of 10. And then I'm going to use math to get an overall score out of 100 and we're going to see where it ranks on a list to the best worst movies of all time. Amelia, kick us off. Yeah, so like I say, I watched this film for the first time probably late last year because as I say, I, I think I was just too young when these first came out to like even think about watching them. And... Yeah, they're good. They're fun films. I, I enjoy it. It's, it like, it's so British, like you say. I, I love the yeah. British movie. It's so fab. Um, so yeah, I'm going to give this one about a nine, I think. Nine. Fair. Jacob? Yeah, I'm... Yeah, I, I love this. But I mean, I always struggle to try and rank Hot Fuzz and Shaun of the Dead. Always trying to decide which one's better than the other. But... I think this one's good and it's brilliant and it's fantastic but yeah i'm gonna go nine out of ten for this one nine you know what i've just realized before i pass over to you joe is all three of those boys are all slightly resembling simon pegg's incarnations in I these movies i was gonna say so something about i know it it's i know on. it's not a goatee <laughs> but you've got the beard of sean Jacob, you're clean shaven and short of her, like <laughs> Nicholas Angel. And I've got dyed black dyed hair black. and a little ginger beard. Like, <laughs> we were talking about World's End earlier, and I was like, oh my god. Holy <laughs> <laughs> shit. <laughs> Halloween sorted, mate. Let's all go with Simon Pegg. Let's go with Simon Pegg. Yes. Joe, what did you think of the movie? Um, well, I mean, obviously, I studied this in college, so I've seen this more times than I care to count. Um, <laughs> It's a, it was a similar thing with Vertigo, um, where I'd seen it so much that I just couldn't watch it anymore. But this film, luckily, this film, I did this one in the first year, whereas I did Vertigo in the second. So Vertigo, the whole doing so much research in that was so... Plus, with the Vertigo one, it was just that film I was analysing. So there was even more and with Vertigo, and it kind of, you know, I watched that one even more, and I was like, ugh. Whereas this one, I've had a bit more time to just, you know, not watch it for bloody five years or something, however long it's been. God, is it in five years? Jesus. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's not as... I've literally not watched it since the first year of college. So, going back into it, it's not... It, it's... I don't have as much of a hatred for it anymore. You know? Yeah. That music at the very beginning, when, you know, during the opening montage where they're all, like, shuffling and whatever. I... Yeah hated that music so much that when I went because that, that same piece of music appears in Snatch as well and I had to mute it when it came on in Snatch because I just couldn't stand it It's I think it's called The Blue Wrath I've got that yeah. on my Spotify yeah, so let's hope it doesn't come on and shuffle eh? no, well, I mean this is the thing it came on in this and I found that I didn't hate it as much as I used to oh good so so I've got you know so because of that but then that's the thing though that's the problem it's still the film itself still tainted a little bit because I'm watching it I'm like oh my god I'm remembering things that I had to write down and I'm like fucking hell so I'm gonna it, I don't want that to affect because it's a good film it's a good film but it's, it affected the way I watched it so based on the viewing I did 
recently. Yeah. I'm going to have to give it like a... I was going to say six, but that seems really low. Because it's a good film. But no, I'm just going to have to say six because my viewing's tainted of it. I can't... It's nothing to do with the film. Well, it is the film. No, I don't know. Yeah, I'm going (laughs) to... No, you know what? No, I'll say seven. I'll say seven. I'll say seven. Seven. I'll say seven. Okay. Okay. So, um, I am going to give it a nine, I think, um, as well. It's really, really good. The filmmaking is spectacular. Um, it's one of these movies that I can watch endlessly, but I, I don't quite like it enough to be a 10. It doesn't quite give me like, there's something about really spectacular filmmaking that just seems so effortless. And this is pretty close, but it's just not quite there. Uh, so yeah, I'm going to give it a nine as well, which gives it an overall score of 85 out of a hundred. So I have just one question, okay. uh, for okay. y'all this time. Only one movie to compare it to. Amelia, Shaun of the Dead or Die Hard? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't wish to offend Jacob, <laughs> but I can't. I've watched Die Hard once, and I don't think I'll probably watch it again. But that's just because it's not my kind <laughs> of film. Like it's just like I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'll come to like like it more. But if I had to choose out the two for me, it would be Shaun of the Dead. Jacob, tough decision. I know this Sorry. is a very tough decision. Okay, it would be a lot tougher if it was Hot Fuzz and Die Hard. Yeah. Because I think yeah. Hot, Hot Fuzz is my favourite of those three. And it's it's up there as one of my favourites. But Dawn of the Dead, no. Die Hard or Shaun of the Dead. I think Die Hard. Die, Die Hard. Good. Yeah. Okay. Joe? Die Hard. Die Hard. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go for Sean, which puts it a tie, which gives us audience bias, sorry, not audience, uh, host bias. So that, it does beat it. So that makes it the third greatest movie of all time. Fair enough. Just below Empire Strikes Back. Pretty fucking good going. Not disappointed that Die Hard's been beaten by Sean on the Dead. Yeah, it's a good movie to lose to, isn't it? Um, Speaking of, by the way, I don't think we've ever really mentioned this uh, before, but you can see our total list. It's on IMDb. You'll find it in the description uh, of either the podcast or below the video. Check it out and you'll see every single movie we've covered on there and where we rank them. So that all brings us to the most important part of the show, and that's Mm -hmm. finding out what we're going to be watching next week. Amelia, let us know. Hello. So, yeah, so I was looking through Disney Plus... Because like I feel like while we've got it and it's new, it's a good chance to kind of watch some stuff. But I was like, you know, we've watched a couple of Disney animated films now and I kind of didn't really know what to pick. But then some other stuff's been added recently. And I don't know why this film's been added. I'm going to have to look into it. But I watched this film for the first time this year. And it's by a director I very much love. And I just think it's so whimsical and mad and it's got a nice little message to it. And the ending I wasn't expecting so I really want us to have a little chat about Edward Scissorhands. Ooh, okay. Fun. Okay. I've only, I think I've only out. seen a handful of that, you know. I've never watched what? it. I've, I've watched it. It's really good, but I didn't mm. realise thing yet. I didn't realise that was on Disney+. Plus. It's on Disney+, Plus now. That's what I mean. I what? don't know why. I didn't know that was Disney. <laughs> I know it's Tim Burton, I suppose, but like... Is it Fox? It's Fox, that'll be why. It Maybe. must be. Maybe. 
mad because they've got because they have still got like a bunch of stuff like the like a survey went out a little bit ago asking people if they'd want to see like Whedon's stuff on there like Firefly and Buffy because oh, wow. they got access to it but oh. they don't actually know if people want to anyway yeah cool right exciting yeah I've only seen a handful of that movie and I will, I'm excited to see the whole thing so uh, thank you very much for watching this episode on Shaun of the Dead let us know what you think of the movie and the episode in the comments down below you can rate us on your favourite podcasting apps as well follow us on social media by searching for the uh, real outtakes on Twitter and Instagram um did I ask for likes and subscribes this is the messiest one I think I've done so far uh, well you, if, if I've not asked hit that like button Hit the subscribe button. See when our next episode's coming out. New episodes every single Monday. Um, you can find us on YouTube by searching for the Outtakes Movie Podcast. And you can find us on your favorite uh, uh, favorite podcasting apps by searching for the exact same. And I think that's all the plugs. Yeah, Sweet. Plugs. Good. Excellent. I've got plugs here. Nice! <laughs> He's got plugs! Very good. <laughs> 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 but talent, uh, Amazing. Thanks for watching. See y'all next time. <laughs>